What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Toy Photocast with Mr. Jish Toy, a.k.a. Josh. What is up, man? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I am so excited that you are going to be doing this with me today. I just, before we press record, was just telling you how grateful I am. And you've been a supporter of 112 Collective since like day one. So this is this is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, in reality, you've been a big supporter of me with 112 Collective. So I can't thank you enough for uh, the platforms that you have created for toy photographers. And I am so happy to be a part of it. Thanks, man. Likewise, it's it's all mutual here, my friend. So everybody wants to know, how long have <laughs> you been doing toy photography for, man? Okay, well, my first post was in 2017. Okay. Yeah, July 26, 2017. But uh, I first started following it around 2016, March. I think you and I like discussed this before. Um, it all started for me with Batman vs. Superman which say what you want about the movie, whatever. Um, I was really like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like appeased by the, the mech suit of Batman. You were so stoked. I had this stoked. Yeah. I, I really liked its look, its vibe. Um, so I went online cause I wanted to like make the mech suit for, I like out of cardboard and all that. And I went online and I was searching for it. And like just like images of it, and I came across Hot Toys, and like the first image I saw was the, you know, the mech suit Batman Hot Toys, and I was like, holy crap! Like that's that's a toy. Yep. And so then naturally, I I just through searching online and stuff, Instagram had noticed that I'd been searching for that kind of stuff online, and it ended up in my feed somehow, and it was like all this one sixth and I was just like, these are toys, you know? And then I started following hashtags and then I came across, came upon guys like, you know, D amazing Sergeant bananas, you know, ev everyone mentions all those guys, but, um, and then like my brain just, just became a sponge for it. I just kind of became obsessed with it, the idea with it, of it and the creativity behind it. And, um, and yeah, I've, the ball's been rolling ever since then. So, I'd say about three or four years now. Nice, man. And so when you started out, you'd mentioned to me before you got on uh, a couple weeks ago, you'd mentioned that D Amazing was a big inspiration. And I yeah. see a lot of his uh, his style, man, in your work. And so I know like you do the articulated comic book stuff, like where you, yep. try, you try to do mostly practical work. Where you're incorporating, like, do you do you use any sort of special effects for your stuff at all? Um, yeah, like the furthest I go, like I'm not like a graphics design artist by any means. Um, I don't have like any training in it or or anything. But you know, the the furthest I go as far as like special effects go is is I do have Photoshop, and but everything that I've learned is is completely just YouTube self taught. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if there's something I want to try, like, you know, impose in my shot, I go on YouTube and try and find anything that'll help me get there. So like if I think the other, or it was a couple, couple of weeks ago or last week now I, I posted a shot of uh, the Mandalorian mm -hmm. and I put a flame effect in there and it's, it's not perfect, but I, you know, I thought it turned out really cool. 
but like that's that's the furthest I go. You know, I'll I'll take out wires because I do use a lot of like homemade like ACBA style flight stands. I've made yeah. them all myself out of haywire, and it's a lot easier to take out with like the spot healing brush tool and in um, Photoshop. But that's like the extent of where I go with with special effects. Other than that, you know, I I use a lot of the practical stuff from like bandai and sh figure arts and i use polyester for smoke sometimes in my shots and just stuff like that but i'm you know that's about as far as it goes so i've never asked this before but it just kind of dawned on me what makes you gravitate towards that style like what what draws you to it that's a great question man um i i don't know i just i i think it's um it's more fun that way i guess you know uh for me um like the whole idea of like you know growing up i I loved movies and like the idea behind movies. And, you know, I think a lot of people would agree with me when they say that Steven Spielberg is in, you know, like their top three favorite filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was always, you know, Spielberg always had like these awesome sets with like Indiana Jones or, you know, you know, even Jurassic Park sets were big, just things like that. So I guess for me, as far as ACBA goes, incorporating that is is like, the idea of like having all these sets like around you and it's more like comic book style if that makes sense i yeah. guess um but you know with the amazing like the inspiration that darius like i draw from is just how dynamic his shots are like with the posing like just the eye that he has you know is is, is amazing and you know what I, I i find myself a lot you know like especially early on with toy photography was visiting his page and just 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 like wow man like <laughs> you are incredible like he just has such an eye and you know he introduced me to a lot of dial makers and and you know he gives a ton of shout outs so i draw a ton of inspiration from from darius without a doubt for sure and you can definitely tell man it's it's all up in your work and it's a good thing for sure yeah so how do you feel like since you started out that you have seen like a vast improvement in and uh what kind of techniques are you using now that you really didn't use before um as far as improvement goes man like the main thing if if you feel the need or the time to ever go back and look at my early work is i did not know what i was doing with the camera you know and i know a lot of guests on here have said that um but like early on man when i had the camera like i was just i wanted to shoot everything and you know, low aperture and all my photos were overexposed. I didn't really understand framing. You know, I didn't understand lighting the way that the camera receives the light. And then, you know, it just kind of clicked for me about a year into actually owning the camera. And, you know, I decided that I was going to like basically just be an indoor photographer. I just, I feel like you can control more as far as like lighting goes. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest leap for me was understanding how the camera works and, you know, framing and, and lighting and the techniques I use today, you know, are, are, you know, it's, it's evolved with that, you know, as, as far as like getting an idea in my head of the shot and then, you know, setting it up, what diorama I want to use and, and understanding how, how to light certain figures for me, you know, I like to do a lot of like moods and tones depending on what the figure is, you know, I feel like with, for instance, like Spider-Man, if I'm shooting a Spider-Man figure, I want the pictures to be a little bit more brighter or bright and, you know, vibrant as opposed to Batman or like Joker, 
I want those shots to be, you know, darker, a little bit more grittier, stuff like that. Hmm. So you put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> it sounds like it, but like in reality, not really, man. You know, I, I know that you've asked a lot of people, like, how long does it take from from pre to post? Mm-hmm. And for me, man, it, it, it varies. You know, it really does. Like, you know, like that Mandalorian shot, like I, I had just finished watching the show. I finished it up last week and I was like, man, I got this idea. And I literally just set that up in like 10 minutes. I, you know, I had an idea for the frame that I wanted to use and like the depth of, of how I would try and use it. And then 10 minutes took about, you know, 25 pictures, picked the one that I like best took it to post added the flames and it you know it was on instagram within an hour but then you know there's other times i just sit there and i'll shoot the same figure for three hours and i won't use any of those photos you know like 80 photos go to waste right so it's just you know it's just just different for everybody but you know i some figures i put a little bit more thought into but for the most part man it's it's pretty much just winging it nice i think like for your style, like it's very, it's kind of like running gun. It's like, you know, which is not, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing at all. I think it's sure. like, it's more, it's almost like you're trying to evoke like someone who's actually got a camera and they're like trying to like, like capture the action as it's being, as it's happening instead of like, you know, when a lot of people shoot on tripod, I've noticed this. And this is something that like after just staring at toy photography for, for years mm. is that people that use, tripods the right way versus people that use tripods the wrong way like yeah do you shoot on a tripod because i feel like sometimes like your shots don't look like they're on a tripod i do not even own a tripod (laughs) that's what i was thinking dude because okay so my theory is right because i feel like when you when you are trying to capture a shot like you're moving all around the the character trying to capture that one angle that hits you just right Yep. I think Darius does this too. I'm, I might, I'm not mistaken, but I feel like there's nothing wrong with tripods because I love tripods too, yeah. if they're used correctly. But sometimes a, a tripod can make the image almost seem so static, even though the character may be perfectly posed and the dynamic yeah. lighting and all that's perfect. But the tripod for me sometimes feels like they weren't thinking about the way that the camera was being positioned and i found i i found that myself like because i shoot with a um a smartphone right now but like because it's all handheld and so you're trying to capture an image because you're trying to get it in focus and and while you're moving it and trying to be fluid and i feel like that for me personally i think it just it's more dynamic when you do it sometimes like without a tripod and sometimes it is you know what i'm trying to say absolutely yeah 100%. 100%. So like, you know, like a, like a Dutch angle, I guess, like that they use in cinema, you know, cinematography and cinema, you know, the camera's angled, like if they want to set up the mood of what's happening, you know, or just, you know, something to add a little flair to it. And, you know, I noticed that with Darius's stuff, like, I'm not even sure he owns a tripod either. But I, I think that why I was a little bit more drawn to him as well, you know, and I I know exactly what you mean. Like sometimes like I want my shots to be tight, you know, like not necessarily a portrait, but like just, just, you're, you're just so much more focused on what's happening like right then and there, as opposed to, you know, a wider shot where everything's going on around it or behind it. And yeah, it's like you said, man, like I, I will set up 
a scene and I will literally just move the camera around and click, 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 click. Uh, let's try it this way. Click, click, click. Let's turn it this way. Click, click, click. And then, you know, I'll go back and I'll look at them and I'll mark the ones that I like. And, um, and yeah, man, you, I mean, you nailed it. I don't have a tripod. That's exactly how I approach a lot of my shots, run and gun style. I like it. Cool, man. Okay. I'm not crazy. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes Definitely I feel not. like I come up with these theories sometimes in my head, and I'm like, maybe I'm just I'm a little over obsessed. But that's cool. That's cool to know that, man. Because it's awesome that you recognize that, dude. It's you know that's that's awesome. Okay, I'm not crazy. Thank you. Not goodness. at all. <laughs> so, what's your favorite line of figures? And I think I know the answer to this question. But what's your favorite line and why? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Mezco. Um, why? I mean, they're just. I mean, it's, you know, it's second to none, like the, the quality of the figure there. I've never had issues, QC issues with the Mezco figure. Um, you know, their soft goods, their joints, their head sculpts, their pay. I mean, well, sometimes, you know, early on their head sculpts may be a little bit questionable and they still not be, might not be up to the standards of say like Bandai and SH figure arts, even Marvel legends Hasbro stepped their game up. Um, but it's just, yeah, I mean, Mezco all the way for, all those reasons, you know, and I'm willing to pay the price point for what they are, especially since One Stop Toy Shop came along. Shout out to them. Shout right. out to One Stop Toy Shop. Straight up, man. I mean, I've I've bought so many figures from him um, over the last year or so, and I have pre-orders with him, too. You know, I can't wait for that Supreme Night. But, um, but yeah, man, Mezco, long, long answer. Nice. Yeah, it's... It's hard to beat, man. And I feel like I saw somebody post recently like where and I understand their like their sentiment, like they love Mezco, but they're kind of like waiting for them to like go to the next level. And yeah. I think I think it's like if you could only I think the only thing I feel like right now Mezco needs to improve on and it's just just a personal preference is just shoulder articulation, like being able to like get a like a wider butterfly joint. Yeah. Like this is just a total tangent I'm going off on right now. Like if they could get a better butterfly joint for Batman and he could get that real deep crunch with his arm. Yeah. I feel like that would just make the figures like perfect. Like that's my only gripe I feel that I have with them. The butterfly joint is there, but it's not, it's not enough in my it's opinion. It's so simple too, man. Like, you know, Hasbro, with their body molds, you know, whenever they do incorporate their butterfly joints, like, you know, it's perfect. And for the most part, you know, and, and it, you know, if Mezco could just, you know, slap in a similar design, I mean, most of their stuff's covered up by soft goods anyway. Exactly. So you're not like hindering, you know, the aesthetics of the figure. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that would be a cheap, you know, simple addition to all of their figures moving forward. I wish that they would kind of, I know like, I love Batman as much as the next person. And, and I know you love Batman too. Um, but I kind of wish that they would like, like chill out on making Batman. It's like <laughs> every, it seems like every other day it's like, you know, I, I have their notifications um, set up on my Instagram for like when they post and it, you know, it just seems like every time there's a new post, it's like, Oh no, here's another Batman. That's like you wishing know? Walmart would stop selling bread and bread, <laughs> bread and milk. <laughs> <laughs> straight up yeah you gotta have the staples sure. man you gotta have the staples i agree you know and and you know they've they've killed it man i i, I mean i own what one two 
three, four, five, five of their versions of Batman. And I mean, there's, uh, you know, however many more. Um, I've I've chosen to be a little bit more picky about them now, just you know, with the price point and and what they are, you know. And I bought the Onyx edition Batman. I think it's the Sovereign Knight. That you know, yeah. it's supposed to be like the Michael Keaton um, style repaint Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. And then like, so like I I pre-ordered it, I got it, and then I you know, oh, here comes the Michael Keaton version this you know this next summer, and it's like, well, damn it. You know, if I would have just held off and, you know, they announced it and I saw it at Comic-Con and it was beautiful. The articulation on it's not going to be worth much, but. But it's going to be a different. It's going to be a different buck, though, because it's not going to be a soft goods suit. Right. It's going to be a hard plastic suit, kind of like Iron Man was. So I I didn't buy their Iron Man. Sorry to interrupt you. I I didn't get their Iron Man. You're fine. It's just it's going to be different Batman than than the Onyx. Yeah. But. I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to be super stiff, but I'm going to have a lot of fun shooting him. Just, it's, you know, I I have the NECA version of that Batman, and he was a ton of fun to shoot. It was just like nostalgia heaven, just Dude. trying to come up with all these different scenes and lighting him and stuff. It was awesome. We could talk about Batman the rest of the podcast <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> so, who, okay, so who would you want to see just because... I want to know who would you like to see Mezco do instead of Batman? I I think that they need to they need to redo Superman. Like I don't have that Superman figure, but I wasn't like overly impressed with it. Yeah. And you know, I there's just there just aren't any good until Mayfex, Metacom, like until they drop that Hush Superman in a couple months, there really isn't like a Superman figure to run home about. Yeah. And you know, Superman's not exactly my favorite, you know, character or superhero, but, you know, at the same time, I still love him. And I, I just feel like if I feel like they need to re- retouch Superman, like because, you know, the head sculpt on the, that BVS one and you can get great head sculpts for him across the Internet. Um, but like I, I just there's those figures just seem so underwhelming, you know, and I had opportunities to buy them for good prices and I still was just like, eh. I so have a for me, feeling, man, I have a feeling, don't quote me on this, but I have a feeling we're going to see a tease or maybe even a pre-order of a modern Superman this year. Just because of like if you look at the at the way that Mez has been going with all of the like the old school designs and the new school like they did the old school Wonder Woman and they're going to do the new school yeah. Wonder Woman and they're doing the old school, uh, what's it called? Aquaman. They just dropped uh, Aquaman, yep. didn't they? Aqu- yeah. yeah, Aquaman. Um, so I think, well, that's kind of like a mix of both new and old. But I think mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see that this year um, because, like you said, they can only do so many Batmans and they got to do other IPs. But if you notice, yeah. I saw it on the Mezco Collectors Group that they only they only release like a certain amount of figures per year and they did the same amount this year as they did last year. So like, I think it's like 35 or 40 figures that are like main line one twelve collective figures. And then they have, of Mm -hmm. course their exclusives, but Mm -hmm. I think we'll see one. I really do. I want to see like a Tony May inspired Superman design because everybody knows Tony May makes the best Superman suits. Yeah, man. And uh, dude, even like, like I recently bought, like an Alex Ross, it's the DC collectibles kingdom come Superman. I've always enjoyed like that, like Alex Ross, you know, graphic novel style of Superman, like an older Superman, just like anything, man. Like I, I, I want 
I want a good Superman figure for a lot of reasons. I just feel like he'd be so much fun to shoot, you know, between lifting things up, flying, like anything. I, I, I want a good Superman figure in my life. Yeah, and he came out like at a point where what what year did he come out? The original Superman was it like two years ago? It was right before Mezco, Mezco? got really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I think yeah, it was about like twenty eighteen. Yeah, two thousand eighteen, two thousand seventeen, somewhere around there. And yeah, I I just I don't know, man. It just looked underwhelming. Like the head sculpt wasn't great, and then you can see the seam like coming off of his shoulder in the suit. It just seemed like they were like, hey, here's a Superman figure, pay 80 bucks for it. Like, that's kind of how it felt for me. And I know that a lot of people weren't really happy with it. So, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's where I'm at with Mezco. Give me another Superman. Give me a cool one. Give me one that looks as good as what you've been pumping out with Batman lately. All right. We put in a request. I Hopefully, Mezco (laughs) is listening. So, we'll see. Yeah, if you're listening, Superman, book it. So how do you see yourself, man? How do you see this toy photography hobby? Do you view it as a hobby or is it your art? Like, what do you see it as and how do you uh, approach it? So, uh, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a full, it's a full fledged hobby. You know, it's a way for me to, um, escape reality for a while. You know, I don't, I don't post as frequent as I used to, you know, since I started dating my girlfriend, you know, and I mean, she's very supportive of it and everything. It's just, I haven't like, you know, I was there for a while. I was sitting down and, you know, I was shooting as much as I could during the week. Now it's for me, it's it's a little I think it's a little bit better now to where, you know, when I get like a day off or I get a couple hours where I can actually sit down and, you know, you know, like I said, the Mandalorian shot, it took me like 10 minutes, but I was so inspired. It was like, let's do it. But um, for me now, you know, sitting down like once or twice a week and and you know, I haven't really been purchasing as many new figures lately either because there just really hasn't been much that I really wanted. Um, and I, I think it's good for me too because I can go back and shoot a lot of things that, that you know, at the time when I was when I was first getting them, it was just like, get them, shoot them, post them, on to the next. And now for me, I, you know, I get to sit down and I get to go back and play with some of these other older toys that I've, I've put down and I feel like I didn't really enjoy as much. Um but you know, overall, my approach to it is, is it's it's just a good place for me to to escape and, and only have my mind focused on one you know specific task for a few hours. Um, you know, just being creative, man. It's a full blown creative outlet for me. And you know, it's like you always say, we are storytellers. For me, like you know, I I want my pictures to tell a story. You know, and it you know mm-hmm. it might be interpreted differently by somebody you know than they even me you know, the creator of it. And I think that's what I enjoy the most about it. And you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not in it to like make money or, or, you know, gain fame or anything like that. It was just like, once I saw it, it was like, man, you know, my, like I said earlier in, in the show, like m- my brain was just such a sponge for it that I knew that I had to just be a part of it, you know, and I s- slowly started building the collection and, and uh, collecting dioramas and, you know, I got the camera and, and here I am. That's awesome, man. I love it. You're such a purist, dude. It makes me uh makes me happy to, <laughs> to talk to someone like yourself that's just got that love that, you know, it's there's a lot of people, man, I feel like can get in it for those reasons and then all of a sudden they're kind of like the path like changes yeah. over years and it's like, oh, sure. like I'm I'm trying to get insta famous and it's like it becomes this like 
notoriety like binge mm-hmm. yeah and i'm glad that you haven't gone that way not that like getting a big account is like bad or anything but it's like when you do it for luck like you would probably do it if you didn't have the you know the instagram account like exactly you, it's just something you love to do and it, it's a hobby and the fact that you're able i love the community aspect so much because people out there because i don't know anybody like i've mentioned this before that does this around in my community. I don't know anybody yeah. in my town that does this. I mean, there probably is, but it's just nice to be able to do this with other people. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoy, you know, people enjoying my posts, you know, but it's, you know, for me, it's it, in the beginning, like it was never really about the likes. It was just about like, getting it out there and communicating with, you know, communicating with people that I saw as, you know, very talented people. Um, And, you know, and trying to get connected with them and then, and then growing as myself, you know, as a photographer and, you know, there in the middle for a while, you know, especially when I started finding like toy sessions, you know, like toy pops and top toy photos has their, you know, um, toy group Alliance sessions. You know, I found myself like, you know, wanting the likes. And then, you know, there were a few times where I would feel like disappointed, like, man, I I thought this one get was, would get some more run. And then, you know, I just realized like, that's, that's ridiculous, man. Like, that's not what you were doing in the beginning. And I, you know, I don't even really join toy sessions anymore. Every once in a while I'll throw one in there, but now it's just, you know, I, I take the photo and I put it up there and, and you know, and hopefully people enjoy it as much as I do. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's definitely easy to fall into that, you know, being it's, hard on yourself because it's not getting likes or not breaking through the algorithm type deal. Yeah, exactly. That that is one thing that frustrates all of us is that algorithm. Yeah. So, and it's not even like trying to get more likes will satisfy us. It's just like the people right. that actually follow you and you interact with like on a daily basis. You want them to be able to see your stuff without them having to push, you know, the notification bell. Which, yeah, for sure. Just be able to scroll in the home feed would be nice, but I, I've already been on that soapbox before. I, don't I wanna, know. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> yeah. go back. But I, I hear you. <laughs> it's it's frustrating, man. I really it is. I really wish it was different. And did you see uh, they Instagram did a like a what's the word? They did like a uh, Q and A where they're asking people. They're like, hey, wh- what could we do to make this better? Like I, I'd never seen them do that before, and they sent me like a little thing to fill out, and I, that was my main thing that I put down. I was like, I just want to be able to see a chronological home feed, please, for the love of God, yeah, bring that back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's all I want. Yeah, I don't even like, care cause... about the ads. The ads don't even bother me. It's just the chronological home feed. Yeah, you can keep the ads. Like I get it. I understand, but. Yeah, bring back the chron. I mean, like everybody. So I have my separate account, and then Jish Toy is is just toys. I only follow toy photographers, mm-hmm. and and still somehow, you know, I follow eight hundred and forty six people. It's still somehow shots slip through the cracks. You know, mm-hmm. like I I won't see stuff, or it'll be like this was posted, you know, four days ago, and it's it's figure fan Nate, who's a homie you know, that I've, you know, gotten close with over the years, talking to him, meeting him at Comic-Con. It's like, I didn't even see, how did this shot not make it across my feed over the last three days until now? Like, it's, I don't I know. know. It's ridiculous. Anyways. I think it's the OCD-ness in all of us is being able to scroll down the feed until you get to that one post that you know that was like your bench 
mark where you're like, okay, this is where I got to yesterday. And now yeah. I can see everything that's been posted today. Like to me, that that just satisfies my OCDness, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like it, for sure. It makes me happy, but I it can't just check makes that. Life easier. It does. And I can't make, I can't check that off my list anymore. But, anyways. Yeah. Do you have oh, any wow. moments that you look back in your journey as a toy photographer where you have to like pinch yourself and say, oh my God, did that really happen? Is there any moments that you've had? The, you know, I knew this question was coming. Um, and I, I think for me, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I've been featured on, on accounts and stuff, but like, you know, I haven't been featured by Hasbro or, or Mezco or anything big like that. I, I think for me, the, the biggest pinch me moment was at Comic-Con this year. I got to meet so many awesome people, dude. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Like, I'm, you know, I got to meet like Sweat Picks and Black Series and Nose Rain, Richie. Like, I got to meet all those guys. I got to meet like Plastic Action Jacks. Dude, he is like a toy photography hero of mine. Like, he was one of the early accounts that just absolutely blew me away. That dude is an artist, straight up. Um, and, you know, and I got to meet like my ultimate toy photography hero, which is Beryl Murado. Uh, if you guys aren't following him or if you don't follow him, he's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I, I feel like he's a comedic genius and, you know, the <laughs> stuff he, the stuff he puts out with his figures, man, is just, it's so, sometimes I literally just laugh out loud and it's been that way for years. Um, so getting to actually meet him and hang out with him for a significant amount of time was like a treasure. And, you know, I got to meet up with all those guys that, you know, I met Boog from ACBA and um, I got to eat dinner with all those guys, man. Like that for me, that was, that was my biggest pinch me moment. You know, meeting Nate, figure fan Nate, meeting him for the first time. And it was cool, man. Comic-Con was awesome this year. It was a blast. It's weird to like realize that the people that we interact with all the time are actually real human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. They're just like total awesome dudes. Just all of them were so genuine. And, you know, I walked up to Richie and I was like, dude, like, I absolutely love your work. And, you know, he, he was, you know, he was really nice, really super nice. But he's like, dude, he's like, come on, man. He's like, I'm just, I'm just you, you know, like, I'm just. I'm just a guy who takes pictures of toys just like you. Like, don't, you know, don't be that way kind of thing. But he's very, you know, very polite, very awesome. And I was like, he's like, I'm a big fan of yours too. He's like, so, you know, it was just, it was so funny. It's, they are, dude. They're just dudes. They're just the nicest dudes ever. They're yeah. so genuine. Yeah, for sure. And that's what makes this community so great, man, is just the humility and people just staying humble as, as they progress and, and get big and big and, do more things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's some people, uh, on Instagram too, that I've gotten so close with like BMF Louie, that mother effing photography. He is the funniest guy alive and he does not give two craps about what you think about his art or, or anything like that. He's like literally the Picasso of toy photography. That's what I call him all the time. Dude. He's just, he, he puts it out there and it's his man. He owns it. And he's, he's such an awesome dude, man. I've gotten so close to him. Nice. But yeah. So where do you want to be in 10 years as a toy photographer? How do you want to be making art? Do you still want to be doing this? What's your goal? 
totally, man. I mean, uh, you know, if um, as long as the figures keep staying as cool as they as they are, um, I could totally see myself still doing this ten years from now. Um, as far as goals go, I mean, you know, I I'm so like fascinated by stop motion. Um, so I, you know, Barrel Murado was actually messaging me, you know, he is like, he, his stop motion is, is awesome at this point. And it's taken him years and tons of practice to get to where he is. But, um, I sent him a clip from the big Lebowski cause I was watching it. You know, we joke about that movie a lot. And, um, you know, he was like, you should do a stop motion with your, your seven inch dude of like that scene. And I was like, man, I don't even know like where to begin doing that. You know, I could obviously do the research on it, but I know that it takes a lot of time. And, you know, he was like, all right, well, you know, you know, I was like, you should do it, you know, totally do it. And he's like, I think I will. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would like to get into stop motion over the next couple of years, you know, at least try it a few times and, and put it out there and see what it looks like. But, um, yeah, dude, I'll totally still be doing art one way or another 10 years from now. That's incredible, man. I, I, I did not expect that answer. That's really cool. That's something that like I respect so much, but have zero interest to do. In stop motion. Yeah, dude. Like zero interest. It's dude, and like it's gonna be, it'll be so rough because, you know, for me, like, like if I if I want to do something like that, like of course I want it to be like as dynamic as possible and you know i'm gonna have to like i'm gonna want people to fly and i'm gonna want to do this and do that and you know i need to just take it as baby steps yeah so it's i know it's gonna take a lot of patience but what's that one what's that one dude that does all the stuff for big bad toy store dude the holiday one i i know who you're talking about i saw the holiday one he did where it was like all these figures like in a battle royale like Batman yeah. jumps in and then the t-rex comes and eats batman and dude that was nuts Hold on. he blows me away i i've seen his stuff for a while now i what's his name is it hold on i'll look it up i want to give him a yeah. shout out mm, there it is dgdx official yeah, yeah he does DGDX. he does such cool stuff man yeah such, that's I see. I want to do that. Like, <laughs> I want, I like right away. I want that skill level, and and I know that it's you know that's not just achieved overnight. I can't just go on YouTube and and you know and, and self teach myself that. No, he's like an entrepreneur and that kind of stuff, man. He's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. He's on next level. I don't understand. I appreciate it. I really enjoy watching the stuff, but like, I don't know why. Like, there's nothing in me that desires to do it. Like, I maybe it's just. Like I know I could do it, like if I if I put my mind to it, but I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah, dude, I I feel you, man. It's not for everyone. It's not for everybody. Yeah, there he is, DGDX. Yeah, shout out to DGDX and uh, let's damn, see. dude, he was following me. Oh my god, I just had to follow him back. That was rude. Ouch. <laughs> That's awesome. That shout out to you, dude. If you're listening, I love your work. I'm sorry, I followed you back. You're awesome. No man, I hate it when that happens, dude. I hate it because like I've got so many different yeah. accounts. Like having like seven or eight different accounts, like I always forget wh- who's following who, and then yeah. that happens. That awkward moment. It's like, oh, 
I wasn't following you on my personal account. But yeah, anyways. the thing you know, it, in you know, a couple of, like a year or so ago, Instagram added, added the the whole deal where you could follow hashtags. Yeah, and I fo- I followed a lot of hashtags, so I would see like a lot of people's work, and then you know, like I would just stumble upon them and it's like oh my god i'm like not even following you but i see your work every day from the hashtags you know and then i, f- I feel pretty stupid about it but yeah. and, hey you know it's better late than never you know, you know better late than never if i don't follow you back i'm sorry i'm not it's not like not on purpose if you're listening to this and 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 you follow me and i don't follow you back i i apologize i will do my best <laughs> <laughs> just let me know just be like hey man Give that follow back. I got you, bro. I got you. Got you, man. Well, dude, we're (laughs) going to take a quick break, and we're going to get right back to your interview. Stay right there, everybody. Welcome back, everybody, to Toy Photocast with Mr. Jish Toy, a.k.a. Josh. What's up, man? Welcome back. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Nothing, man. Let's uh, continue this conversation. I also need to apologize, like, I've had a really bad head cold, so if if my voice has been raspy or I've sounded like a heavy mouth breather, I apologize. You sound fine to me, dude. You don't sound bad. All right, cool. I was but I don't really. It. We don't talk enough that I know what your voice sounds like. <laughs> normal basis. Yeah. yeah, I a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know what I sound like or really what I look like because I don't. With with Jish Toy, it's it's just toys, man. I feel like, you know, that's really what all the people care about. Let's talk about your profile pic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been waiting, dude. I've been waiting the whole the whole interview I, for this question. I want to know what the <laughs> heck is going on. <laughs> all right, all right. So when I was like, if the realest of real OGs remember Jish Toy. I had a picture of my Mafex uh, Batman and he was like holding up like a batarang over his face and it was like super edgy and, and artsy. And like, I knew that I was going to have like, like I've, I've mentioned before, like Beryl Murado is like my toy photography hero. Um, I liked his approach to it. Like, it's just, he's just like, here's my fake alias type thing barrel Murado, it's not even his real name and he's got you know a uh, picture of uh what's his face from uh fast times at ridgemont yeah. high yeah um but anyways like i liked that approach and so i had this like super cheesy batman picture that i hated that i took and i love guy fieri all right like i love triple d I've been watching that show for what seems like forever since the dawn of its existence. I think that Guy Fieri is the face of the internet and his memes are everlasting and timeless. And, uh, I actually bought one of my roommates, a, what I thought was a life-size Guy Fieri cutout for Christmas. And it turned out to just be like a three foot cardboard cutout. And now it sits on the mantle in my living room. Well, our living room. Um, so, you know, we do Triple D Fridays. You know, there's a marathon every Friday. I'll get home from work, and it's like, bam, Triple D Fridays, and I watch until I pass out. So, long story short, I uh, didn't want um, – I decided that I didn't want a picture of myself or a cheesy 
picture that I took. So I went through uh, my selection of memes that I have, millions of memes that I have saved on my phone, and I chose the best Guy Fieri picture I felt like I had. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Jish Toy's account picture. So is his face, like, mirrored, or is his hair mirrored? What's going on with that? Somebody just photoshopped his spike tips and put it as his beard. Like, <laughs> along with his, like, cheesy bleached goatee. Like, look, man, it, when you come to visit Jish Toy's gallery, you're also taking a trip down Flavortown in a lot of ways. You know, it, we're rolling out. He's Guy Fieri. We're looking for America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and dives, and toy photography photos. So I can dig it, man. I can dig it. I was just, <laughs> I was always wondering what was going on. So I get I that a lot, dude. I mean, you know, it's it it's it's fun. I've gotten a lot through the years uh, with that. I mean, that photo has literally been the profile photo. I think the only time that it wasn't was maybe like a month. Like I posted in July of 2017 and I think by mid August it was it was Guy Fieri. I had changed it. I was like I'm I'm doing it. I'm 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 going for it. So it's like when I click on your profile, I know exactly what I'm getting into. <laughs> like when I see that profile, I'm like, I'm about to get into something here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've yeah, I've, I don't, I used to do, I used to incorporate a lot more like comedy into my photos. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I had a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it. You know, I, lately it's been a little bit more like serious and, and like portrait style and, and, but you know, I, every is, once in a while I'll, I'll sprinkle in a little com, com, uh, comedy there. That is one tool in the tool belt that I do not possess is being able to be comedic with toy photography. Like I respect it and want it. That's actually one tool yeah. I want so bad. I yeah. don't know how to do it. Like I want it, but I did one shot like a couple years ago and it would, didn't even make sense. And for some reason I thought it was funny and I posted like Darth Vader, like eating guacamole and I had like made <laughs> guacamole by hand and like put it in his like plate and like, I don't even remember what the joke or the punchline was. Like, no one got it. No one understood. Because it wasn't funny. Like, I was trying to be funny. And ever since then, I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to stick with what I know. <laughs> well, it's it's hilarious because it, it, you've, like, it felt like it wasn't hilarious. You know, it's just... It's, it, was, it was too forced. It was way too forced. Too forced. See, like, I think I'm looking at, at my, my, uh, my gallery now. I think the last, like, funny shot I did was... Um, like you saw Avengers Endgame, obviously, um, and Chris Hemsworth, you know, Thor, there's a part where Iron Man, Tony Stark calls him Lebowski because he looks like the dude, you know, he's just a fat dude. So <laughs> I was sitting there and like instantly, man, like I was watching the movies in theaters. He called him Fat Lebowski. Bam. That image. I did an image of my my seven inch Lebowski holding stormbreaker lighting a joint with a lightning bolt like that is exact like that is instantly what came through my head when i saw and heard that scene on the big screen and <laughs> i asked adrian barrel morado at comic-con i'm like dude like you're so you're so damn funny like where like where do you constantly come up with this 
and and he said, you know, basically what I just said, like he just watched movies, dude. Like he grew up watching all these movies as a kid, and you know he would just he just looks at the figures, and you know he he puts a lot of like weed in his pictures too, which is hilarious. But like he'll just take those scenes and and incorporate them into his, some of his favorite like comedic scenes and incorporate them into his photography. So like that's where like ultimately I draw a lot of my inspiration. But I watch a lot of movies too, and I don't have that sense of humor. I don't get it, man. Where, where does it come from? I don't. I I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. I it's a I mystery. Just, yeah, I find it funny, and it's like you know maybe somebody else will too. You know, I don't I don't claim to be some like comedic genius, but if it gets like three or four people to laugh, it's it's totally worth it. I've given up, dude. I've given up on being funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. You got you it's it's in you. It's in all of us. You just have to find it. And I think too, like a lot of it has to do with like the character that you're dealing with. Like I have a ton of fun with Deadpool. Yeah. Like I feel like Deadpool has no limits to comedy, man. And and also like I find like like Han Solo, like I find him to be hilarious like I, I find like i feel like you can explore a lot with him and like chewbacca like their their quips um you know their back and forth like i don't yeah. know i you, you can draw a lot of inspiration from characters too like i can dig on some dry humor like some just like super dry stuff but like actual like like gut busting funny like yeah just, it's hard it's really hard yeah yeah, I don't know if I've made anybody gut bust, but if I have, then go me. I think the only thing that I've ever gotten anybody to do is just kind of laugh out of like pity. They're like, oh, oh like, <laughs> sorry. He tried really hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, he tried. He really tried. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> but it's good to laugh at yourself. I mean, it. Totally, everybody, dude. everybody has their own strengths and their own weaknesses, and that's definitely a weakness. And but uh, so now that we're transitioning to a completely different topic, but what's your? I guess it it definitely correlates, I guess. But what is your uh, regiment of trying to like stay mentally fit? Do you have any sort of like any sort of regiment that you follow? Do you try to do uh, physical fitness or like what? How do you try to like stay on your game for that kind of stuff? Mentally fit? Um, I mean, like, I don't, I don't exercise like probably like I should. Um, but like, um, as far as like mental exercises go, I mean, I it's I'm I'm pretty relaxed, you know. Like, I'm a pretty easygoing person. I I think for me, like, really toy photography before i was doing toy photography i was actually writing um when i was still going to school uh i was into journalism and i started doing some sports writing for a website um and i i, I was mostly covering like the kansas city chiefs are my favorite football team professional football team in um <clears throat> like for me that was like a good exercise for me to be creative but I got burnt out on it. It kind of became a job. So I graduated into, well, I actually wasn't doing anything there for a while. Um, you know, except like, just like going to like music festivals and partying a lot and being a young guy. And, 
you know, then, then toy photography came along a couple of years ago in my late twenties. And, you know, I think that that's actually really helped me like, you know, mentally, um, you know, finding a way to like slow down from, from the everyday grind. You know, I don't really, I've never had trouble with like, you know, depression or, um, like anxiety or anything like that. I've, it's, you know, it's been pretty smooth sailing upstairs for me. Um, but, you know, I have had to find times to like just sit down and relax and, and escape reality, you know, and I do that through, you know, video games and toy photography for the most part, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple answer, I suppose, but you know, it's just, this is how it works for me. That's awesome, man. I know a lot of people come from all different walks of life and, mm. and have different, different sure. mind mindsets. Uh, and I'm, I was just curious, man, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Because I feel like for me, it's like almost a, like a roller coaster. It's like, I'll be having like just really great days. And then like, mm -hmm. I'll be having really low days, like the next day. Really? And then the next is really great. It's not like I'm like bipolar. It's not even, yeah. I wouldn't even qualify it as bipolar, but it's like, it's trying to gain momentum, like and build sure. momentum, uh, in like a workflow setting. Yeah. Um, especially with toy photography where you try to like, and I guess this comes from being OCD, but I think trying to build a workflow where you're trying to consistently put out quality work and oh. then you get met with like absolutely zero creativity. That's yes. to me is really frustrating. Yeah, and, dude, I, I, there have been, <clears throat> excuse me, some days where like <clears throat> I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot something today. Like I have the time I'm going to do it. And then I'm just like staring at all these action figures that are on my desk or on my shelves. And I'm like, I, I got nothing, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to get up and walk away, you know? And like, <clears throat> it's, it was like that pretty hardcore for me. Um, you know, pretty much the last half of, of 2019, you know, I found a lot of days like that, like mm. where I was just like not feeling creative. And so then I would go, you know, a couple of weeks without posting, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, people would, would holler at me, you know, the people I was close with, they're like, man, where you been? You know, like, you know, miss your stuff, you know, hitting me up in, in, in the inbox and stuff. So I, I can definitely, definitely relate to that dude. Like, just not having the inspiration or the creativity, but I don't know. Yeah. It comes and goes. Yeah. Me and Scott blind talk about this a lot. Cause I know he struggles with it too, about like being your own worst critic. Like, yes. Oh yes. Dude. That is to me, I feel like a great tool. If you're able to use it wisely, like yes. if you're able to critique your stuff and hate your stuff in a, in a constructive way, Yes. Instead of like being self-deprecating, that's like the hardest thing to navigate for me. It's like because I know I can produce quality stuff. It's just being able to like look at yourself objective and say, okay, what about this sucks? Like, what about this? Yeah, is not great, and not like wanting to say it's great because you made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Like, I <laughs> I go back and like. Every once in a while, I will scroll all the way back to posts like one through 40 or so. And I'm like, man, these shots just like make me cringe. Like I have 
<laughs> I I hate them, dude. Like, yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to get rid of them because it's it's a good reminder of of where I started and how far I've come. And you know, I know a lot of people have said that on this show um, about you know, like if you just want inspiration, like go back and look. Even like Sergeant Bananas, man, like. You know, I, I remember a couple of years ago, he posted this thing where it was like these Ninja Turtles that he had like linked up together, hanging from a rock on a beach. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is what I used to shoot. And then he's like, you know, now he has a published book. He, you know, he's, we all know about Sergeant Bananas, but like the point is, is like, it, you gotta have that stuff, man. Like it's, it's a great measuring tool for yourself. And I hate that stuff in the beginning, man. I, I it just literally makes me cringe. I it's just, like I don't know. It's like a hard thing to be able to mentally like be okay with where you're at, but at the same time wanting yeah. to keep progressing, and at the same time yeah. hating the stuff that you're doing terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. It's yeah. It's a it's a thin line to tread. It is, but you know. I, I, I I will find myself at times like you know like I'll I'll post a shot, and then you know I'll go to lay down in bed, and then I just find myself just like staring at it, like staring at every crap. It's like oh, I could have posed this better. Like like for instance, I think one of my I think the favorite shot that I've ever done, um, it was actually shared on Top Toy Photos, like favorite photo whatever that that Thad was running. Um, it's a shot I did of like Batman and he's on, a, it's the tactical suit Batman from Mesco and he's throwing, like, I tried to simulate the motion of him on a knee, like after just taking down a thug and like pulling a battering from his belt and throwing it in another dude's chest that's coming at him. And like, I love that shot, man. I, I love it. But if you look at it close enough, I didn't pose his belt correctly. Like his belt is off center from his torso and it just, it's such a distraction for me, dude. Like, I bet you, like, so many people probably won't even, or haven't even noticed that it's off-center, but it bothers the ever-living hell out of me. But I love, mm. at the same time, I love that shot so much, dude. I lo- It's my favorite shot. But that is, like, the perfect example, I feel like, like, what you're talking about and how I can relate to it. It's just, I will just nitpick the hell out of, out of my own work. And, you know, being you know, your own worst critic is, um, it's a good thing to have, but you're right, man. You gotta, you gotta differentiate between what you hate, what you don't and and all that that you were saying. For sure. So having, having said all that, do you have any tips for people that just starting out doing toy photography? Um, I think, my only tip for you is to just play with your toys, man. Um, or, you know, it just literally just sit down and play with your toys. Um, I find that, you know, and I, you know, I know that like the amazing has said that, and I've referenced him a ton in here, but you know, people have asked him, you know, and, and myself included, like how, like, how did you get this good? And he's literally just like, just play with your toys. Like, that's like his main answer is just play with your toys, sit down, play with them. Look at how cool they are. Look at all the cool poses you can get and, and just progress with it from there, man. Like you're not going to be, I don't think anybody's the greatest toy photographer of all time or photographer, but as long as you're playing and you're growing and you know, even whether you have a camera or not, 
you know, just just getting better yourself w- with your art and and just just play with your toys, man. I know I babbled there at the end, but just literally just play with your toys. That's awesome, dude. I think yeah. that is something that I don't do enough actually. I yeah. I don't I don't play with them enough and I think that's that childlike uh Creative. That's where that childlike creativity comes from. Is like just playing yeah. and just having fun and enjoying it. And maybe I'm gonna, I need to incorporate that more and just be a kid and not really stress about like making something rather than just playing. But, yeah, man. Like you know, like I'll bust open an action figure and the first thing I do is just play with it. Like, let's put it. Let's see what it looks like in this pose, and then you know, let's see what it looks like running or. You know, let's let's see what it does, looks like doing this. Like that's, you know, I draw a lot of inspiration that way too. When I, you know, I first open a figure, is, is literally just just play with it, man. Like test its limits. You know, as far as you want to go with it. You know, you obviously don't want to break like a hundred dollar figure, or anything like that. But for me, man, like that's I feel like that's the best advice I could give to somebody is is just you know just play with your toys. Nice. Well, dude, yeah. where where can people find you on social media if they're not already following you? Um, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook anymore. Um, if you want to follow me uh, on my regular account, I don't really post much on there other than like memes. But I haven't really posted anything in a couple of years. But it's at Jish Michaels. But really, the only way to to connect with me is is uh, at Jish underscore Toy, and you know, I'm I'm very friendly and approachable. You know, people have asked me questions over the years, and you know, shoot me a DM, man. Let's chat or woman, whatever. All my lady field <laughs> photographers out there. Speaking of lady photographers, if there's any female toy photographers, we need some female toy photographers on the podcast. We need some representation, man. Where are the where are the female toy photographers at? Miss Bianca Boo is awesome. Um, I met her at Comic-Con. She's wonderful. She's a, an awesome artist. Um, I believe she lives in Austria, though, so it might be... I don't know what like the time zones are, but she would be an excellent guest to have on here. And this girl loves tacos. At This girl loves tacos. She does more like Funko Pop stuff, okay. um, but I've always, I've always enjoyed her work. Uh, those are like the only two that that come to to my mind right now but yeah all the lady photographers out there oh and uh story my toy obviously lorraine she's super sweet um you know we actually did she was having some health trouble was that last year she might still be struggling with it i haven't talked to her in a little while but um a group of toy photographers came together and we each took a very unique special shot for basically like a coffee table. I think Cad's toys put it all together. And um, you know, he he reached out to like what was it like like fifteen of us toy photographers and we took a shot that was unique and only to her book, like a coffee table book he made for her, and then we would write we wrote a message specifically for her you know wishing her to get better and 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 you know that kind of stuff and she's her name's Lorraine she's super nice she's a great artist and uh, a wonderful person and um you know I've I've actually I was I was a lot closer to her about a year ago than I am now I haven't I haven't talked to her as much but 
she'd be a wonderful guest too if you could get her. I think she's she lives in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, that's one thing that's been on my mind. Like, we need some female toy photographers on the podcast, man. Like we need totally. We need like the future of toy photographers to not just be men. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? just a bunch of nerdy dudes with their toys, <laughs> sweaty neck beard nerds. Like I first see like. <laughs> Like I really hope this podcast lasts and like is a, like a reference for like years to come for people. So like as they go back and like listen to it, like they'll be able to see like, oh, okay, so girls do this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I think uh, the Toy Photographers podcast is gonna have its own special place in the Toy Photographers Hall of Fame thirty years from now when it's Dude. built. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. All right, you can find me at Dagobah underscore days. You can find the Mezco 112 Collective feature page at 1.12.collective. You can find Toy Photocast at Toy Photocast on Instagram. And the Star Wars Toy Picks Instagram page is where we feature uh, all Star Wars toy photography. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And remember, we are storytellers, so get out there. Tell your story. Shoot some toys. Play with your toys, as Jish, a.k.a. Josh, has just mentioned. And have a great day. Peace.